Hey Talofa and welcome to episode 3 of the Polytech Podcast, part of the WizWiz Network. Um, check us out, wizwiz.com. Um, there's always new episodes coming out. Um, I'm excited for my guest. I got to meet up with a full stack developer. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to share this with you and hope you get to learn heaps from my guest today, Etero Lafaina. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Polytech Podcast. Yeah, we're getting a bit of um delay, I think, but we can live with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so hey. Oh. Hey, thank you for, for jumping on. Hey, before we kick off, is it alright if I just um jump into prayer and we can talk about that if you're not okay with prayer. <laughs> oh, Later no. On. <laughs> go, go for gold. It'll be my awesome. Cool. Let us pray. Hey, Lord, just thank you for this time of it, Father. We just ask that you bless this conversation, guide this conversation, Father. We just ask that he is that may hear it, um, that um, her story may bless them and just possibly open up this avenue of IT to them, Father. We just ask that any insights are from you, Lord, all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Hey, Jacinda's announcement. I know. <laughs> yeah. She pulled through. She pulled through. <laughs> so, so yeah, so what are the thoughts? So you, you've come up to Auckland just on Tuesday? Yep, Tuesday. And then found out on that afternoon that there was a lockdown. And I, I've been gone from Auckland for two months, only because I didn't do my, my quarantine in Wellington. I did in Auckland. So my dad got Ika and he said, come home. So I had to go make my time back home. But um, yeah, so now I'm going back tomorrow morning until it's like level one. Just so so I can just, yeah. you're originally from Wellington? Oh, born and bred in the oh, place okay. of champions, Cannons <laughs> Creek, Porirua. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so see, that's how ignorant I am. I'm just thinking, oh, she's an IT. You must be from Auckland. <laughs> wow cool okay and so you you came up on tuesday so how was the so was there any quarantine or anything to come because he's nice like that's a shock for for me at least the Mm. auckland separate from everyone else kind of rules (laughs) yeah exactly yeah no it was pretty it was pretty all good i came just before they locked down so i had a bit of a drive to just check what it looks like out of the borders and you know there's cops there but mm. um because um on the covid uh website if your primary residence is out of auckland then you're allowed to leave so you know all my stuff still has my wellington address so <laughs> let it bolt <laughs> oh, okay. oh, shucks. So you're gonna try and bounce tomorrow and try and get out of auckland yeah i think um what's it called um yeah so i'm gonna just bounce tomorrow but um mm. It'll be good for me because um, I flat with three of my um, three girls from church, and they've all oh, gone back there? home. Oh, oh up okay. here in yeah, and then it's just me at the flat. So I came to my partner's place and just stayed for a few days until I got the kind of the haps of what's happening, and then from there, I'm off to the place of <laughs> champions now. <laughs> oh. oh wow! So Wellington, so so you were born born and raised in Wellington. Yep, born and raised in Cannons Creek. I uh, I was uh, I was raised AOG. So um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yep. 
so my parents suffered fails for AOG. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so um, this was around when I was in my th- last year of university, but I grew up in Puriro AOG, and then I left when I was 18 to come study uh, computer science at AUT. So, um, up here in Auckland? Yeah. Everyone's like, you should have done it at Vic. Well, back yeah, in those yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah, but back in those days, so I was the, I was those kids that actually read the actual programs. Um, back in twenty four, it was so funny. Back in twenty fourteen, all the other universities, they would um, because it's under a science degree, your first year would major in biology, physics, and um, what's chemistry. But oh, like, was the like only, actual science. Yeah, like actual science, <laughs> and you only specialize in the second year. Where with AUT, oh. you just specialize straight away in your first year. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, not many Samoan girls do what I do. Um, one because girls are me too. I'm the youngest out of two. There's two older boys, so I'm into you know gausilea inga, but um, yeah. I do it in a very different way, and I'm very, <laughs> I'm very blessed that I got an opportunity to do this because um, yeah. I would have been stuck in put it off for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. So what was school like? Like going before? I guess you got to decide I want to go to college and chase this thing oh so school was different for me especially at church um so at church everyone around in my in the community always went to a school in the suburbs um my parents sent me out to town for school Mm. so uh for primary school i got sent out to johnsonville um, so, so I'm sorry, I'm ignorant to to how far no. things are in Wellington. So that's all good. So Johnsonville is very. It's not that far. It's like a 20 minute drive from Puriroa, but it's just like um, Johnsonville is like a Pam Yua. Oh, uh, not Pam Yua. Sorry, a Rimurera. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom and dad sent me out those ways, and then for college, I went to Central, which is like a, you could compare us to like. St. Kent's and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I went to St. Mary's College. The only reason why my parents sent me out was um, <clears throat> it was closer to where my mum was working, but my mum knew the difference between my brothers and I. Yeah. About the, just because, um, like, there's nothing bad with um, the suburb schools, but my parents were really aware of the difference of the influences and also the things that, you know, um, that kids can get into. So um, it was really interesting because I was like, damn, get it. Because, yeah, like, yeah. my parents are... My parents are fresh from Samoa, and they kind of—I uh, uh, kind of felt like my brothers were trial runs. My yeah, brothers yeah, very yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went to like um, suburb schools, but my parents were just a bit—I think because I was a girl as well, so it kind of mm-hmm. made them want to make sure that I was also safe. Yeah. But um, you know, I still respect the hood, <laughs> even though I didn't go to school there. I always yeah, came yeah. after three. <laughs> so but, um, and that's was, the big thing. I think your parents realized that there's a system and. Yeah. These schools kind of know the system, so that's kind of what you've learned, it seems like. Yeah, it was an expensive system, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that, yeah. But I'm very grateful for it because, um, you know, I'm very happy that I can come back and help my mum mm. and dad and also the church. Yeah. Very big, yeah. I grew up in the church and you can never take a girl out of the church. You can, yeah. you can take on a journey, <laughs> but the Lord will still be there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Oh wow! And so yeah, so I, I guess coming out of you know good good schooling and knowing the system and the, the world your oyster, what made you choose computer science? 
Uh, so it was, um, I was studying chemistry and my chemistry um, teacher got me to sign up for a scholarship called the McDermott Institute, mm. which is an institute for nanotechnology in um, Victoria, Massey and Auckland. Oh, so it's like, you know, little yeah. researcher. So I went to, I got given opportunity to go to Palmerston North for two weeks to study nanotechnology. But while I was there, um, I just like, pulled up in a room that was just full of like computer science greats yeah. and I was thinking hey and I was looking at all the old computers all the old fax machines and they had this massive plaque mm. and then all those pl- like I was looking at the plaques and all the plaques just have like names of like computer science greats and like you know too low but all I saw was just Balangi names yeah and I just looked at it and I think I was like I think at year 12 yeah I looked at it and I said, all right, let's give this a try and we'll see what it's like. So I ditched my nanotechnology class and I just hopped in one of the, uh, one of the summer school computer science classes. And it was, that was, and my first project with them at year 12 was to do a GPS system that navigates on your phone. And um, ever since that, I got a bit hooked. So that was the, that was kind of the shining light, I think. Um, I'm very grateful for chemistry because I really love chemistry. That was my mm. jam. But then, um, like I chemistry, knew... like proper, like periodic table and yeah, you know, and that. Yep. So I did a lot of the, I did a lot of that for my research. Um, so I studied computer science um, in uni, but I'd go back and do chemistry research papers, yeah, yeah. which were not, which were not related to anything to what I was doing for my degree, but it was good experience. But um, from that, from that computer science kind of like awakening to mm. the, the the experience I did throughout my degree like because when you're doing chemistry you're stuck in a for you're stuck in a room yeah. and like if you're not in like a lab it's an underground lab and I did not like the fact that I had to stay inside like I love people and I love <laughs> yeah. computers so I think after that trial and run throughout my uni days and also that time I saw when I was year 12 I got really hooked at computer science so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I, look. So, I'm not formally trained, so I haven't gone through the computer science route of of getting into technology. So, I guess I understand. I guess whenever I kind of describe my experience in IT, it's it goes an inch deep and a mile wide because it's like a generalist, really. But it's kind of mm. like ask me the hard questions. And I'm like, talk to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Here. <laughs> Oh bless! Do you mind me calling you Ete? Like I was just oh, go for gold! I love it. You're all good. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it all like love island, like so. I guess so. Salmon full, full salmon full. Okay, so so mum and dad, where are they from? Uh, dad is from Fungapo and Fatsililiang in Savai, and my mum's from Lumuenga and also Lefanga in Opolu. Ah, oh, so so dad's from the the big island and mum's from oh. the oh mum's flesh. <laughs> oh, mum's flesh. Oh, you know, can't get wrong with those gamma sabatis. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh wow, cool. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, and so that so you you guys, so mum and dad came over, and then you guys are the first New Zealanders from your guys' family. Yeah. Oh, um, my dad, my mum has a lot of sisters. My dad has a lot of brothers. But yeah, they met. They met at Puriro AOG. And oh, then, yeah? Yeah, they met here. Okay. And then, um, you know, everything happens at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's an amazing path to get into. So, 
I guess coming through uni now then and I guess those experiences there so with your you know I guess you looked at computer science and said I want to change so what what is the path that you're wanting to take I guess you know right now where you are where are you trying to get to like that glean of I want to be in computer science oh like where do I want to go next now in my mm-hmm. journey yeah um so currently I'm a junior software engineer and if I have to be very frank I don't want to be coding for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there's a bit of a lack of le- proper leadership within um, technical tech. Mm. So what I mean is a lot of senior developers are very, are lacking a bit of that human human touch, but also just something of like cultural intelligence as well. Because in my in my experience, I want to be a better developer or senior developer but also a better leader for devs Mm. because um the thing i've noticed a lot even though i've just gotten into industry is that we have people from overseas that are coming to fix our own people's problems yeah and i've it's not a triggering thing but it's just because of the skill level but still i i i want to be able to be to lead dev teams and help them understand the problems, not just because it's just to get paid. It's to yeah. understand that because we have so many of these people overseas or offshores that are trying to fix our community problems with technology, mm. but they just, you know, there's no culture intelligence or any of that. So I would love to lead a dev team, but also um, at the same time, I currently do a lot of work for the community. So I really want to get this, um, the community involved in tech, but also be more, um, educated in tech, but also have digital fluency and just understand it and not mm. be like scared of it. There's a lot of fear in our community of technology, and mm. I've been working with the community since actually I was in uni. So right. um, yeah, so my role. So you know, I'm a bit all over the place at the moment, but I um, no, no, no. I do want to, I do want to be good technically, but I also want to lead <laughs> these and people. This is, it's you know, inspiring to hear that. Like I guess you're you're. It sounds busy, but it's awesome. <laughs> so your community stuff, like I, I didn't realize. So what are you in terms of that? What are you pushing there? Yeah. So um, for community stuff, um, so with my work because I work for Pan Ferguson Trust, which is which is a charity, but I work on a startup called Voluntarily. So my work is I'm a junior developer in building the pl- platform for community. I go out to schools, uh, programs like EPO. So EPO is a program that goes out to um like the Maori community, teaching them how to code in Te Reo Maori, and also using wow. the facilities like the Marae to try and get them more and digital fluency uh, or more just more digital aware and have more fluency. But with the Mm. Pacifica community, I've been working with them as well to help them teach or to teach the kids about um, how to code in Samoan, Nui and Tokelau and Tongan. Um, So I've been teaching kids how to code on that. Um, Currently I'm doing work with the Tokelau community for helping them build a language app. But um, I do a lot of work of going into them, into the, to teach the kids and stuff. But along with that, I also talk to the parents yeah, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> it is a hard job with our parents, especially our Pacifica um, community, because there's always this, um, there's there's the lack of resources, which is the key thing that I've noticed, but also a lack of um, 
just a bit of education on the technology side. Like there's, if you tell them something that they should be careful on tech, especially our elders, mm-hmm. they will use that as a fear and tell the kids that they have to not use oh, the device. That, that don't use it at all because... Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's a fear. But that's the thing that I've been trying to break with them. It's like, it's we're only saying to, to keep an eye on it, but don't deprive the child from the opportunity from using the technology. Mm-hmm. So we've, there's a... Um, if I have to be quite frank, the Māori community and tech is, ve- is thriving. I'll be oh, really wow. honest. I've seen that there's so many developers coming in through the Māori community and also the elders and the kaumātuas that I get to speak with them, they're very open to it. Mm. Compared to our Pacific communities, um, I have such a heart for them, but uh, there just needs to be a bit of a more push. Currently, there's a lot of talk happening. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's um, <laughs> there's no further actions, and the only reason why there's no further actions is because um, one, there's not many of us who are in tech mm-hmm. that can that are aware of what's can happening. Push the same conversation. Yeah, they can mm-hmm. push the same conversation. So that's currently what I'm doing with the community, yeah, wow. and it's yeah, it's a lot of. It's a lot of conversations, and I feel sorry for our communities because they've heard the same conversations over and over again. Mm. But it's more of trying to push past the next stage into building something for them to get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah shucks. So, is there many like you doing this? Like, I guess there's uh, when you say lack of resources, that like the families in terms of having access to a computer. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty much having like computers or laptops because in the first wave of COVID, um, that laptop situation that happened with the government was a bit iffy because um, what we noticed or what I noticed was that a lot of kids that were in high decile schools were given laptops even though they could afford it. Where with low decile schools, they were only only given a few laptops but not enough for all of them to use. So so I kind of had a – I used – uh, most of my afternoons to go and send out laptops because um the Spark Foundation gives out their used Spark um laptops. Okay, to recycle the charity. it that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to charity to to send them out. But um yeah it's uh <laughs> it's, <laughs> but, it's, so who keeps an eye on that? Who should be keeping an eye on that? On the resources? Yeah, to make sure the... that every kid's got a laptop. Like I guess yeah. I'm already at the assumption that it, all these kids got the access to these things and then to realize yeah, it, there's still a problem there's crazy yeah there's still a problem it's um the, i personally don't think there's kind of a blame game i feel like there's just some of our communities can't afford it but mm. you know there's the laptop alone but you also need the internet so mm. um oh, yeah so uh, yeah i guess so that connection in the home as well yeah so i feel like who could who should have a look on it or look into it should be community leaders mm. and i personally know they have it's just there's there's this thing where because currently corporates are actually willing to give out resources well, that's what i feel like there's so many yeah. corporates that that want to help but there's just unless you kind of put up your hand they're like well now i've got yeah. 20 to choose from what do they actually do does it align with what we're trying to help yeah, exactly. And then there's community leaders who are trying to look for help. And there's people like, and I feel like there needs to be a bridge that helps these two come together. And I feel like it's it's the job of myself and Mr. Ron Amosa um, <laughs> and other Pacifica people in tech to come and build or just move the bridge closer so that they mm. can just meet halfway. So it's a lot of a lot of conversations, but I feel sorry for them because 
um, our Pacific communities um, have this viewpoint where they want to see it now. Mm, like they yeah, want to they, have they it now. They don't want to go through the journey of. Nah, there's yeah, there's mm. a lack of um, patience um, <laughs> of understanding that this is a journey. But they, it's kind of something that I've learned with my parents because my parents always said to me when I was at uni, "Where's the degree? I need it now. Like mm. you need to hurry up." But yeah. it's more like, you know, "Fatmaliaku, <laughs> it's a journey." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's a. There's an urgency with our Pacific communities, but we need to tell them that this thing, this kind of problem doesn't get, it's not solved overnight. Mm. It's a thing that we need to try and drive our next generation, but also the current generation for change. Because, you know, I feel sorry for them because um, automation is taking a massive toll, meaning that all these jobs that, um, labor intensive jobs that our people are really skilled at is going to, to be gone, but we need to teach them how to control these automated softwares mm-hmm. um you know these automated like bots or stuff because yeah. you know the only people that understand the floor are them so it's best to put them in front or behind the, the automation stuff so they understand yeah. how it works so it's a lot of that and you know um i never knew in my life that um you know i'm only like 24 and i never knew that i'd be because usually when you're in, in Comsci, the vibe is, we're going to finish uni, we're going to get into a big four company, we're going to, you know, go hard, go home for our career. I kind of went the other way around, and I was yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, hold up. You go make your big four money. You do you. I need to make sure that by the time I'm up here, they need to be right behind me, like mm. my people and stuff. So it has been t- – uh, um, I am a bit different because I don't want to go into corporate – straight away I just want to go and help our community and it's it's interesting because um I've had opportunities where I never thought myself as a young person would be able to sit in the table yeah like I never really thought that someone like me would be able to be listened by community leaders that I've met especially Mm. I met some in Porirua and I was like really shocked that they would listen to me because you know like in our communities like I'm not even meant to speak (laughs) you know I'm speaking I'm meant to be in the kitchen. I'm meant to do all of that. But I felt very like honored and respected to come forth with the skill that I learned mm. to bring it back home. And home doesn't need to be put at all. Home can be anywhere our, cult, uh, our people you are identify at. And, yeah, where our people yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. So I'm yeah. very blessed and honored to be in this position. <laughs> it's amazing, though, that you, like you say, that you're, you're honored to get a seat. But it's, it's obvious why you get a, a seat at the table. Was it hard to get the seat? I guess everything's like you're you're a female in IT and mm. you're a brown female in IT as well. So did yeah. it was it hard to get that seat or was it okay? Like it yeah, it's um your, the back of your work. Nah, yet um I was fighting. It's like, you know, the skinny girl like it's imagine like a skinny girl running towards all these props. <laughs> um like I'm just like ah Yeah, it was it was the hardest thing ever, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and especially for our community, it's trust and mm. you can't just rock up there thinking you're fair book and you did a degree. No, you've got to show through your service. Yeah. So um I was very, it did take a lot of work. I think the hardest one to put, I think the out of the two worlds that, you know, we currently are in with the Western world and our cultural world, I think the hardest one for me would be um, the cultural world mm. because I I knew that I need to serve our people in order to become, to sit on this table 
but also to try and shake things that have been lingering in our community for too long. Like, you know, to shake, to shake them into tech is hard. And I think um, I've had my moments, but I think it was totally worth it. But um, even though I said that the cultural bit was, is harder to get a seat on the table. I think it's, um, it's, the same for the Western world, I tell you that. It's the, yeah, the same a, same hurdles. Same similar. hurdles. Yeah. And you kinda of, like I feel I feel like um especially Pacifica people in tech, we have to handle these two worlds very carefully mm. because you don't want to be a fair buckle over, you know, we get it, you make six figures in the Western world, but you forget about everything of your fat Samoa and also your angangu'u on one side, mm-hmm. where with me, I'm trying to hold on both. And if I have to be very frank, I would rather dr- um, drop a bit of my Western life so that it can hold on to my people because, you know, if anything happens, there's always our people to help us at the end of the day. So, yeah. but the Western, oh, the Western uh, world, oh my gosh, <laughs> so many King Aulus, I have never, oh well, what's my it like studying? So going back to your studies, I guess, coming in, computer science what yep. that's western world because you've got to get the degree through this way mm, what's yep. that like what was that like it was, was um, there many sisters brothers no so if, okay so <laughs> no no let's just finish that no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no was, question thank you was, <laughs> <laughs> um first year programming uh 200 were in programming out of the 200 30 or uh, 24 uh, around 30 ish were molding pacifica second year that 200 dropped to 30 um five were molding pacifica final year programming went to 10 two were girls and i was the only one in programming that were of molding pacifica to see all right so the numbers are very um they're not i think they're improving but slightly mm. but um there still needs to be work done if I have to, um, out of if I have to actually have an overall look, our Pacifica people are very good at mathematics. There are so many Tongans oh, yeah. and Samoans in yeah. mathematics. I was like, guys, come over. <laughs> I was just like, it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and I think there's a thing we, and maybe yeah, I don't know what it is because a lot of Pacifica I know are really good at maths, and they mm. wonder how they understand, and it's maybe the way it's taught. Because yep. once they get it, they just the geniuses and I just laugh and go, oh yeah, you guys probably didn't like it because you're a teacher, but you, you're good at it. Yeah, they're mm. really very smart minds, i tell you that, in mathematics, but um, it's just there's not enough. There's a lot in engineering, and I think that's a bit of a, there's a confusion through a lot of people in our community about engineering and computer science. Mm-mm. Totally different. So in engineering, there's a lot of civil engineers, mechanical engineers, you know, so that's that thing, but mm. there's a problem where people try to bring computer science and engineering together. It's you have computer essay. engineers and they, and they yeah. call them computer engineers yeah. and it's that confusion yeah. possibly. Yeah, and it's essay, like it's wrong. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm coming from the experience of going through a totally different vibe. Yeah. Um yeah, it's not many. Um when I was in computer science, um if we had like a group project, no one would want to come and buddy with me <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah. yeah because they have little clicks which is because there's a lot of singers in gears mm. but because the aim for them is to work together and pass every paper together but if you put them in a group they try to separate from you but oh. i feel like they do that but they're very 
what was it? But if you come and do like a group presentations, us Pacificas would just rock up. We just yeah, don't even yeah. need a study. Yeah, we just know exactly. You're confident what we're on the information, and you're like, well, yeah, it's easy. We'll just yeah. tell the story of what it means. Yeah, exactly. But I was very fortunate in my journey because not only did I did uni, I did a boot camp for programming. So it's called Dev Academy. Before or, or after. during? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I did the best of both worlds of people think it, where um, I went through Dev Academy after mm. my internship, and um, that was like a three-month program of just bootcamp, JavaScript, React, and Redux. So a lot of people that want to join tech either do two routes, go through uni, get the debt, do the years, or go through um, boot camps like the ones I did at Dev Academy, mm. where you just go hardcore coding for three months, get a certificate, and then you get into industry. Because yeah. tech, you don't really need a degree or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. to make sure you know the skill yeah. so I did both of them and um, comparing the two the Dev Academy was more cheaper but um, what's it called it doesn't teach you things like you know methodologies like Agile and I get, yeah 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 to, to be yeah. well-rounded it's just uh, yeah to be well-rounded but to get in there faster is to go through here but you do lack the learning bits that you learn at uni like mm. with like the way you work and stuff but um it's interesting. It's very, um, I feel like our people can do it, mm. but I feel like there's just that, there's too much of that fear that's happening at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you talk about like going into the, the community and, and your, so what are you, what are the actual actions? What are you, are you building apps? Are you building tools or helping them build their own tools and stuff? Yep. So, um, so for my work, we actually, we do build apps, but we don't want to just build apps because yeah. there's no, yeah. Because so I guess everyone is, thinks, oh, I just want to build an app. And so everyone yeah. just thinks of a great idea, like how can I make that an app? And, and yeah. people think that's IT. <laughs> exactly. So how we do it is we do a six to, week, six to eight week program with the kids in the community and also the elders. Mm. where We teach them everything about the process, the design and everything. And then from that, it builds up the knowledge for them to create their own kind of placeholder or pretty much like they can draw their own classes for their app. Mm. But even though they're creating this and we're creating the app for them at the end of the day, they know the process and how to learn things within that six to eight week program. So, you know, we're giving them what they want, but we don't want to just give it to them. We want to teach them how apps are done, how to do this. But the the cool thing about... The cool thing about our program is at the end, we teach them the importance of not just being a game or app developer, but to be an indigenous game and app developer. Mm. Because there's a very, there's a very, uh, you know, we call it the mana approach because they need to understand, yes, there's not many of us in this industry. And yes, you have now the skills and the tools to build something better for your community. So, so the, the mana you were talking about before, like you guys are making coding in other languages like i guess you know in, in, in indigenous languages so is that down to like you know renaming a variable or a different thing or write down like what is that so, so actually we'll let's roll back to when you say you're a, a developer are we talking back-end development so helping how, how we're yeah. serving up the app and stuff like this or, oh, or end-to-end oh so um 
So for me currently, I'm a full stack developer, so I've done back end, front end development. But um, for the development for the community, it's um nothing too fancy. I think we're kind of more like it's kind of back end development. So what we do is we have small Edison robots, and we just change the functions. So the functions still have there, but we just change it. But mm. you have to make sure that the language means what the function is. Cool. So we yeah. change the function. So um. What's it called? If it's moved back or moved forward, we make sure that it matches the respected language and stuff. Yeah. But it's real cool because, um, but we're not those fair booker ones that just go and Google the translation. No. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, go to get it in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get, um, um, so I found out that there are heaps of certified translate- translators. Yeah. So we get them to come through and double check everything so that, you know, we don't want those elders to be like, um, that's wrong. And I'm like, wow. Oh, well, so the language is actually, we're getting, you know, checked by other people yeah. too, just to, oh, yeah. wow, cool. Yeah, because, yeah, you get those, um, get those ones going, um, I didn't get taught that. Politics. And I was like, mm. yeah, and I was like, never mind. Politics, like, why have you got opinion and help set this up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, be thankful. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the, the gist of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so how many is in this team that I guess that you're working with at the moment? So um, Voluntarily, which is the platform that I'm working in, there's just a team of three. So mm. it's a startup. I never thought I'd be in a startup. Um, for those who are interested in startup, please be aware you will not be just a developer. You will wear many other hats. So just keep in mind, it's a really good learning curve if anyone wants to be, if anyone wants to be a, in a startup because mm. there's more pressure, but it's good pressure, you know, like yeah. Hard working pressure, but in the whole team, there's around ten of us, and a lot of them work remote in in Hamilton and in Auckland, and um, so we just maneuver within the two regions. But yeah. um, there's a lot of work happening with the community and stuff towards that. So um, we currently do work with so the Tokelauan community. We're helping them with um, the support of MPP. So MPPs just kind of came to us and said, "Hey." They need help with us, and we just came over and. What? what sorry, us. what's MPP? Ministry of Pacifica Peoples. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, there's a lot of work within that, and um, it's just it's just a very eye opener because mm. um, I think currently, uh, what's it called? The Pacific community has because I don't know if you've noticed, noticed um, government put a lot of money towards Pacifica. Mm. So um, there's a lot of, um, so that money budget, so I think there's around four or five million that's going towards the Tolo Scholarship, which is the Tolo Kinesi Fund, which is um, the initiative or scholarship money that's given by the Ministry of Pacific Peoples towards community leaders on um, helping them just not only reach awareness, but also help within STEM for the Pacific community. Okay, so, so specifically funding for, for STEM kind of awareness. For STEM, STEM. Yeah. yeah, so STEM. But the thing I've noticed is there's a lot of scientists, there's a lot of engineers, a lot of mathematicians, but that T, um, <gasps> T is a bit, you know. Empty. Yeah, empty. Dusty, dusty. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's interesting. Um, I've had. Oh, so someone's I've, taken that cut. <laughs> yeah, someone's just you know no one's no one's just siphoning it over here. So there's a lot more engineering. It's just can I borrow that, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of that. I have met in my time a lot of people that have been in tech mm. for a very long time, and um, when I meet them, I'm very. 
I'm not I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm very challenging to them because I'm just like they go, I've been in tech for forty years, you know, and I feel like now I need to come and help the community. And I go, What took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, where were you when we didn't have computers? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh, because if I younger, oh my gosh, oh, forty yeah. years later, who do you think we are, man? Like so I get I do have moments like that with them because I'm just like, you know, I understand the importance of being technically, like improving yourself technically, being, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. Mm. But it's, there's always that, like, I believe each and every one of us in our Pacific community has kind of a duty, but also some something that they can do to help the community, especially our people, because, you know, there's a current theme with a lot of our people where we're the first to graduate from this degree. We're the first to do this, you know, we're the first, which is fantastic. Mm. But I think we need to now learn to break that chain and be like, we were with, I was in a group of our own Pacific peoples and it felt, you know, cause I think a lot of, um, a lot of people in tech get very um, competitive, mm. you know, there's nothing wrong with competition, but I will let I, ooh, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, as I'm here now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I'm here now. I'm like, hey, 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 cool, a low, um, overboard, yeah. eh? Like, come down because, you know, I've seen that and um. it's, and I'm very, um, I was like, ah, thank the Lord. I have, you know, some confidence to tell them to just, hey, don't forget we're still here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the theme that I'm going Sorry to. Hey, there's Morgan. <laughs> Hi, bless. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Oh, bless you. <laughs> See, can you get that? Oh, she said it's a pleasure to meet you. I know, I heard it. I wasn't listening to you. Oh, <laughs> nice to meet you too. I was coming oh, through here as well. Oh, it's just so loud. Oh. Um, nice to meet oh. you. Do you want to meet Oh, bless you, sis. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, sis. Oh, no, amazing. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. We're awesome. No, no worries. That's amazing. <laughs> Man, so, so, but I guess it is a real challenge because, well, yeah, I I can do the, oh, I've been an IT 15. <laughs> and and I feel like, you know, it's like got caught in the, oh, I just need to provide for the family. And then, yeah, fair, yeah I'm kind fair. of now doing the, how do I give back? And, mm. and like your choice to just, I guess, finish study and then go call and straight into community. Well, what makes that drive? What? I, that's a very different thinking because I guess it's easier to go cool I'm IT that's now people want to go let's see the fruits of all that study <laughs> yeah exactly um, I think for me a, it's well, before the, is it a good assumption that there is there's no money in community or yep. little yep so there is little money in community um, I'm very blessed because um, what's it called so like I'm not I'm not high rolling like Ron, <laughs> but um, that's you, and Ron. I'm also just taking. Yeah, so it's like Ron, please. Um, wow. But um, it's. I think for me, it was um a very personal decision. So if I have to be very like, uh, what's it called? So after after Bible college, oh, I did Bible college. So I did Bible, <laughs> yeah. So I did Bible college right after uni, and I felt. Very, um, so after I did Bible college, I left, um, I left there and did a year of Bible college and then I went to my first industry job, which was a software engineer in Vend, which is a point of sale software. And, um, so I didn't, um, that, that really triggered 
me to understand the types of people that I would be dealing with in this industry. Mm. And if I have to be quite like, you know, all respects to Vend, but the people that I met there were very, was not what I wanted to be surrounded around because it's very the the thing is you're gonna have a lot of um what's it called people overseas because of the less the the skill set isn't really found in New Zealand so they mm. go overseas and and the people that I meet they are very interesting but they're very different to juniors so for example if you have a junior developer and you have a senior mm. a lot of the seniors are from overseas and a lot of them are very fearful. So what yeah. I mean by fepoko is they they think that, you know, if you can't do this fast enough, you're not good enough, you know. If you can't solve it fast enough, you're not good enough. And, you know, I'm coming in an internship, mm. and obviously I'm here to learn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's very interesting. Cause, so um, when I met people like that, I was very like, you know, I want to make sure that if the next generation of Pacifica people come in, that they don't go through what I just went through. Mm. And I don't want them. So what I did was I made a choice to, actually I didn't really make a choice. I feel like it was just an opportunity that came in with the charity. And so one, I'm improving my skills as yeah. a developer, but I get an opportunity to make sure that I train the next, maybe next developer or anyone that comes through so that one, they get ready to what's going to face them. Because mm. man, when I went into industry, damn, I got hit hard, eh? <laughs> I'm the, le- like, the level of expectation, like really is level. This- yeah. yeah, and it's real interesting because it's just like, mm, and you get worked very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Where I remember when I was at Vend, um, I had a funeral. My uncle just died in Otara, and um, I said to them, I need to go. There's a lack of understanding and cultural intelligence because they think, oh, we'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, eh. <laughs> I was like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Hey. Wow. And we hadn't even done the CE yet. Yeah, yeah, and wow. I was, I was just like, no, no, um, so how it works is um <laughs> like, oh, are you got uni three days off. I go, No, no, different different culture. I was like, yeah, No. Yeah. So um I probably need probably five or probably a week mm. off and then there's a lot of debate and you know, there's that really like small things like that. Yeah. It's very hard to so I need I felt, you know, I'm very blessed to be in this place that I am now voluntarily. But I'm very happy to to improve my skill now, even so though you can you change the game of yes, because the game is very. I've finally understood the game, mm. and if I have to be very frank, it is a tough game. But I need to. I feel like the work that I'm doing now with the community and getting them ready um, will benefit. And you know, I don't know if I will see the results in my lifetime, but I <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. But I know if I can contribute to this, then it would make me feel more happier but um yeah i know the money thing is a big factor mm, uh, don't, don't, like, don't get yeah. don't get me wrong it's a big thing but um um after i did bible college i felt very convicted that like you know yes it may not be the money now but you know mm, the Lord was <laughs> yeah the Lord <laughs> oh that's so that's amazing yeah. because i i think it it raises a bigger question of you know especially for us pacifica like how do you it, 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 i guess the the structures that that you come up in within IT are similar to you look at our Pasifika coming into to rugby or the NRL and yep. they've kind of got pathways and a lot of our people, you know, they have to be in the right structures or, you know, they, they're talented, you know, naturally. And then they get to that point where they're not managed well and they just go crazy once they get how, how much harder it is at that level, so much mm. faster, so much. And I think we don't have those same kind of training pathways for, 
for our Pasifika as well, like you're saying, where how do we ramp up our IT knowledge so that you're ready to actually start and be in this industry where the, the expectations yeah. are so much for a junior. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Eh? Like, um, so it's important for them to understand, like, these kind of procedures and stuff because um you know like at uni they don't really get you ready for industry if i have to be very frank so when i got into vend um i knew how to use github but i didn't know how to properly use it on command line uh and that's the expectation straight away is that's it yeah expect yeah no gooey just go straight into it and i was just like wow so what i did was i had to just scratch it up with overnight Mm. because i can't for me it's kind of like oh i can't drop down like I, they already know I don't know it. I've got to just hurry up and just you know uh, yeah, yeah. get into it. So I think uni teaches you a lot about how to learn, but yeah. not a lot about what to expect in industry because it's it's a fast paced game when in mm. dev. Even the languages. So I came out of uni learning Java, PHP, and like MySQL and stuff. When you go into industry, it starts off at Java, PHP, but that was like two years ago. Yeah. You got to start learning JavaScript, React. So every, so it's kind of like learning to adapt to every language. Yeah, yeah. As know, it changes with these new frameworks, and then they're like, oh, everyone's just going to use React now. Everyone's going to. Yeah, so like, exactly, because like, I reckon another year or so, there's going to be another language, and I have to jump on that again because yeah. it's all about just adapting really fast. So. Mm. Very interesting. It's a fast-paced thing. That's why I need. I, I'm very driven to push the community because if we don't push them enough, we're we're already behind. But if we're behind even more, well, the industry is just running, yeah, just yeah. gassing it to one And I see, and that's where I struggle. Like, I guess being down on the ground where you get to see and, and work with the community. What are the real barriers? Is there a lack of interest or just a lack of understanding about what IT and, and how it can help? Um, I think, yeah, lack of understanding. I think um, we have the wrong people talking to the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to be honest, so there's tech is broad, very yeah, broad. Yeah, very broad. You can, you can be a consultant, you can be a project manager, you can sales. be all this thing, sales. Yeah. And, you know, are people thriving these kind of, bits of tech and then they come in and teach our community about tech when they're not the ones that are actually touching the actual technical tech Mm. so i feel like we need more technical tech people that are of pacifica descent to go in there because um they can really tell them about the nitty-gritty but the problem is (laughs) there's not enough people in um technical tech so that's the thing i've noticed and because um because tech's so broad you bring in lawyers you bring in accountants to come speak to our communities but they're not the ones that are touching the actual the actual product the the technology that conversation around technology yeah and that's where i always struggle because everyone uh, you know you'd say technology and people say coding but then you always end up with a yeah like a uh, a manager of IT or a, a um yeah. admin person yeah. and not not necessarily someone who's coding but everyone thinks of IT as coding how yeah what is it about being a coder that like what is it for you i guess personally uh, no point trying to general it for you what makes it interesting like you've got a, a love of chemistry and then you said and then i just saw something and i wanted to get into 
IT, but like specifically coding, what is it for you that coding helps you do? Um, coding. So for me, coding isn't a very, because, you know, if you talk to other devs, they're like, oh, I love problem solving. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's, um, I wanted to do it because no one else was doing it. Like, yeah. Like a challenge a, just to. Yeah. I needed, I looked around and I was like, Yep, this is my class. Like, literally, that's who I am. If I see, so I, you could put me in other jobs. Like, um, if I, I'll be, or I, I would, I thrive in consulting and other things because I love to talk. But I, I'm, I'm a type of person that focuses on something that I know that one, there's not many people in it, and two, it's something that I need to challenge myself. So, so coding to me is a lot of, um, it's a lot of problems coming at once, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, I thrive to solve them. Because one, I always boogie dance when I solve it, but two, <laughs> yeah. but two it, it, it pushes my mind and mm. my brain to just work harder. So I'm not a very typical dev where I feel like coding is like bomb. I love the thrill. Yeah. Like, you know, you could say that for me, but for me it was because no one was there and I took the opportunity to just take it so that um, I could challenge myself. And it is hard. I have to be very honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it's hard, especially if I have my parents calling me every hour to check on me and like I have family coming in because family just come in randomly and you're trying to box yourself to solve this one thing. And you know, there's a lot of family problems in it too. Cause they think, Oh, you're snobbing us, but it's like, yeah. no, please <laughs> listen. <laughs> but, <laughs> and that that's interesting because you think of dev, uh, I mean, coders and, and a lot of the people who love coding or, get into it so much is because they've got so much time these are the kids that just sit in their room and they've got you know an extra seven hours after they finish school to just code because it's fun whereas yeah. i guess you're you're very mummy's you know the, the the parents kid that that has to still do fails yeah i've, I've gotten so <laughs> worse this is how bad i am to load to my church members i've taken my laptop and coded because i'm behind the pa system yeah i've i've literally coded in a in the middle of a church service because I have, this is the only yeah this is the yeah this is the only time no one interrupts me because it's church mm. and you know the Lord praise them because you know I did my vingos at the end but like <laughs> I was I had to like I've gone to that point in my life where I have to take the laptop with me just to finish the the code because the only time no one interrupts me is when we're in a place where they're not interrupt like where they're busy. Mm. So like you'll just see me just coding because I know that's the only time. But yeah, man, our families, man, they don't leave us alone, eh? <laughs> yeah. like, honestly, King Amakava, if the door's closed, then you're just trying to focus. Nah, there's always a. Are you hungry? Do you want a drink? And I'm like, stop ignoring oh. us in your room. <laughs> I know. I was just like, man, honestly, I was just like, do you, do we want to pay the bills? <laughs> <I was laughs> so yeah, now nah, there's a. Yeah, I'm a very I'm a very extroverted person, but it comes yeah. to a cost for my work because I need to really sit down and just because I'm a visual learner, so I legit yeah. would write all the code on my walls, like you know, have a bit and stuff, and just try and figure out the algorithm so that because other coders they just you know they just click and on figure out yeah yeah yeah, but with me I need to draw out the class diagram, figure out the infrastructure. And see what, it, like, I'm not meant to do that as a coder, but it's yeah. important for me and my learning that I understand. Because mm. that's where, that's where um, devs kind of are short at. So we're very short at understanding infrastructure, which is kind of the stuff that Ron does. Yeah. 
So um, we don't really care because all we do is code, but I, I find it important for my learning so that I'm like, okay. What happens anything, when I pass it over there? Like, yeah, don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, uh, yeah. And so that's the thing, like, is there a time limit on, on this startup, how long you're going, or is it just just while it's exciting until you, you yeah. see so how to progress it? Yeah, it's pretty much, um, so I think it's a launching around, um, MVP is due in August, end of August, so we're mm. just um, we're just getting that all out, and um, I'll be there for, I just like where I'm at, I just need to just, I think I need a few more things before I can jump into my next adventure, but mm-hmm. so far I'm pretty, I'm very blessed that I still have a job. Cause, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, this, exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And I think that's the important, like especially with with COVID and everything happening, it's it's re it's a real opportunity for people to rethink work, um, yep. and that's kind of that conversation. How do you help the community? Like, what do those conversations look like now? Like, I guess you're already starting to have them. Oh, with the community? Yeah, yeah. Around yep. changing the way they think about work or what they do now. Yeah, so a lot of these conversations, well, the community ones that I've gone through, it's always usually like, you know, a hui at like some place and all the communities come in and they talk to people about what they want and what they want to do. But it's usually prompted by a corporate. So just a few weeks ago, I went to one from Spark Mm. and Spark um, invited all the community leaders to come together about how to improve the technology in that certain region. So it's kind of, it's a setup like that where it takes, you know, it takes up a, a, a person's time, especially community leaders, because, you know, they need to keep moving. Yeah. But they sacrifice, like, a day of their time to ch- just come and talk about it. But um, it's usually like this. If I have to be really frank, community meetings with corporates, it's it can be a bit of a bloodbath <laughs> because um, it's a very – it does get a bit, like, you know, like, intense because community leaders are fed up that they're asking and requesting the same things where – corporate's kind of like well then why aren't you come? like you know there's that misunderstanding or that mm. bridge that i mentioned earlier yeah so i've gotten used to those um, <laughs> um but you have to expect that for things that are dealing with people yeah. um because you know pe- the community are not products you know they can't control it there's no yeah, pro- yeah. you can't just put a, it in a we'll deal yeah. with all of it just like of this one <laughs> application yeah. or whatever like that's, exactly mm. you just can't put on a backlog it doesn't exist <laughs> yeah. you know we'll just People, work through this and manage your project <laughs> yeah exactly like none of that can happen in this so it's expected with the community but uh my heart really goes to the community because it's it's like a constant battle mm. and it's just like you know there needs to be a way and you know there's only one of me and, you know, if we had a collective group of, not me's, but of our people mm, that are mm. fighting for a good change, then, you know, it's definitely worth it to attend. And I think if anyone wants to, you should give a go and listen to these community meetings because it's totally good to get a perspective from where they're coming from. Yeah. Because, you know, that it's just, you know, we work eight, like, you know, we work 40 hour, hour a week jobs, but we don't know what's the actually, you know, we just work, but we don't understand what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah, properly in the community, so it's it's a good um insight for anyone that's interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that how do people get involved? Like, I guess when people say like, "There's there's this," you know, reach out and try and help mm. the community. How do you know what are those community like? How did you get engaged? 
Um, so if you're, I think for me, I get engaged because I go to every event. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, don't be ma because to be honest, there's no need to be ma in this situation. Cause if, if you're going to be mine, you hold back, you're one less person that's going to, you know, especially from my own people to not see this because I go to every networking event uh, involved in tech and I think we need to be involved in these networking events. Mm -hmm. I know networking is a bit of a, uh, you know, small talk is annoying, but the small talk leads to big doors opening and especially when it regards, if it's with, if it regards for our people. So um, if anyone wants to get involved, if you see a tech industry or network event, even if it doesn't say Pacifica or Māori, go you know you won't know what you're you you actually won't know who you'll meet and i've met so many people there and it's more of bridging because you could because for this problem that we have for our people uh, one person can't make the change it's a collective so if we are able to get the skills that we can do or can get and the people that we can get to solve this then it would be oh it would be so amazing (laughs) so have your business cards ready. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Time to flash them. You know, we brown and proud and beautiful. It's time now. It's it's time. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess that, uh, well, how do you, you know, you've just had that drive and you've been included in a lot. Like, I, I think, how do people get on the bus of trying to do the same in their local? It, it just starts from, like you're saying, just a community. Yeah, uh, so commercial driven mm. opportunity to go to. Yeah, I think before you actually do it, make sure you have the time, mm. because the problem with our community, community leaders, is they have no time for people who come and talk then gap. Yeah. So always, always make sure you have time. You've got time you know, to commit to this. You've thing got time. And keep going. Yeah. Because I like you mentioned, people need to live life. They need to make sure their families are fed, and you know, life is living. But um what's it called it's important for you to make sure that you're willing to be committed because our our communities have so many stories of people that are that they're not even our own people but people that are involved in tech that just come in show off then gap which is not fair but yeah because one you talk to the community kids and they're like hungry for more and then find out the week or month later it's ended it's done And that can that causes one Pacifica kid to just lose focus and tech and move on to something else, you know? Yep. So always make sure you're available and don't overcommit. Like honestly, you're not Jesus. <laughs> I'm just like you're just you're you. So if it means an hour, a a fortnight or whatever, it's better than nothing. So mm-hmm. but to get involved, um, make sure you know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, don't come, like, you know, if you know tech or if you're not even in technical tech and you're in the tech industry, talk about that. Mm. Stick to it because you will connect the dots and you'll find the right people yeah. to speak about it because there's too many um people who are thinking they know what happens in technical tech, tech but mm. it's, no, it's it's not like that. <laughs> and and yeah. I, that's another thing, the... the I guess the muddy waters when it comes to IT because people hear all these, you know, code or developer and thrown around. So I guess for your role when you were at at Venn, um what what was your technical title there? Your actual role? Oh, my actual role was a uh, engineer. So they don't call them software engineers or anything. That's just called engineer. Just so engineer. My- 
Yeah. So I did a lot of work in um, payment because it's a point of sale software. So I did a lot of work in um, what's it called? A project called Fifinga, which is called emails. So email templates and payments. So I did a lot of integration work and also trying to do the functionality for a lot of those um, things. Because it's so funny when I go shopping and I see people use Vend. Just have a bit of a giggle. I'm like, I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah. doing the coding, so whatever they type in, that's the that's the kind yeah. of work you do, and that's speaking to what people type in is what the system's yeah. going to do. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's a lot of um, lot of big things that happen there, um, but um, yeah, that was my technical role there at um, Vend. <laughs> yeah. So, and so that was your way to go. So right into IT was that Vend. So you didn't do any kind of other support roles or anything? No, I went straight into um, engineering. engineering. I was very grateful, though, only because um, just because of the the degree I did. So my major was software development. So they just chucked me straight into um, Venn. But I did meet a lot of people in Venn who started from support, made their way up to project project manager and then from project management they started to get the ropes of it and then they became an engineer which i think is amazing because you you know that's that's like that's like for me personally i think that's like real real like determination and endurance to go through that whole cycle but that's that's pretty lit like (laughs) i i i have respect for people that come through that way because they understand the customer's needs from Mm. support they understand the problems. Then they come into management and they understand how we work as developers. And they've been with us from that, with the background of users, like, you know, their tickets from support. And then they come as a developer. They have a way better mindset of understanding the product than actually someone like me that just jumped into the engineering team. Yeah, yeah and can just it's, code. And, and Yeah. So I have a very, I have a lot of respect for people like that because, yes, it may look like a journey, but it's a journey that makes them more fully equipped and understanding of the product there's someone like me that just rocked up mm. and I only had a week to understand the product <laughs> so yeah I have full respect to them yeah that piece there we, I touched on it with Ron uh, Ron Amosa about that that handover and the coming in and having to understand what, a, what the last coder did yeah. what does that look like in business like is that uh, coding is it, are people getting better because I know there's like trying to code better and put your comments in yeah um uh, you have a hit and miss with these ones <laughs> um, <laughs> okay yeah some of them i'm like man did you do level two english like um, <laughs> oh like, okay, so yeah even so, <laughs> yeah so like so how they do the handovers so f- from my perspective when i came in and they gave it to me i had a foreigner that gave it to me and you know i was like far like his code was legit yeah. The problem was his tickets and his commenting. Like, let's say um, one of the one of the functions was about an image uploader. So I would be like, image uploader located on the left does this function, da 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 da, but not too long, like maybe a sentence. Yeah, yeah. So I just wrote image image uploader. <laughs> and I was like, I was going, give me out of the sky, man, straight up. I was like, come on, man, I need more. Like, <laughs> oh, cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where's that? There's a lot of image <laughs> yeah. uploaders in this, um, oh, in this well, platform. Okay, yeah. so, so there's a lot of that moments. Um, and, you know, I feel I have full respect to them, but I do, you do have moments where you have to waste time looking for it when, mm. 
when if the person before me just made sure it was clear. Some tickets just don't make sense, eh? Like, I'm yeah. like, eh? Like, who wrote this? Like, <laughs> And then you see who they are, and I'm like, Sully, come on, man. Like, yeah. I was just like, you don't have to be, like, I'm not saying you have to be really good at English, but you just got to make sure you explain what you're working on. Yeah, yeah. And that's a massive thing in dev. Um, A lot of people, even pull request, nah, still the same thing. One word, pull request, and we're like, well, where am I gonna? I'm like, where am I gonna go look for it? Like, so you have you have moments like that where you just scratch your head. But um, if you know how to write a proper ticket, they'll see what you do, and they actually copy the way you do it, which is good. Right, but like, it just, just yeah, it just helps. But oh yeah, you it's a lot of time consumption trying to figure it out when yeah. really the person should just read a dictionary <laughs> and um just or ask for help because there's a lot of there's moments where people are very fucking ma. Mm-hmm. Like or ma to just try and ask how just how to write it. You know, yeah. there's no ma in it, but because the industry is always about being the best, then you know, yeah, that's yeah. the best. <laughs> and and then see, that's where I wonder, was it a cultural thing? But I think it is the industry where everyone doesn't want to say they got it wrong, and and I yeah. don't know what drives that. <laughs> yeah, because um, when I was at Vent, I was so not ma because I was fresh. I even walked over to people that worked on Salesforce. I go, hey, I've never heard of this. So what's the CRM? Tell me about it. And like, they're like, but are you working on it? I go, do I need to? I was like, I've done my work. Because I'm, you know, it's good to hit these people because they're good for a certain reason. Like they're good for that particular job. Mm. So while I was there, not only did I learn about coding and front end and back end, I also learned about architectural designs in Salesforce. You know, so like yeah. I, I pushed. So there's a lot of, and you know, they get very interested. Like, um, what's she doing? And then I turn around. I go, um, I can hear you. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just trying to learn because you know, yeah. this is. Like, I don't want to be that type of person that goes into an opportunity and doesn't sink in. Like you know, you just got to squeeze the in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah got to take the chance. And there are a lot of smart people in their offer. So, what you know, I would use it before you lose it. So you know. It's a good use. <laughs> is that is that just you though? Like, where does that come from? Because that's not very that, much our culture. We're not like that. Yeah, that came from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> because um, I don't know. I just like you know. I even went even. I even spent um a few hours to talk to support about oh. what what work they do. And my senior did was asking me why did I do that. I go because I need to understand the problem. Like maybe it's not my my allocated job, but I need to. I want to hear what these people are doing yeah. and figuring out how. Because I was like, you didn't give me a tour about what these people do. Like you yeah. just put me on a desk and told me to code. Like I'm, I'm. And so I'm here. how was everyone with you doing that though? They were okay, or were they a bit... very very shocked? Yeah, because intern doesn't usually interns are the bottom of the food chain, you know. Yeah, you, you just do, go around and do what everyone tells you to do. Yeah, well, with me, I was like, like <laughs> I was because that's Make just the most me. Of but, your chance, yeah, 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 and because you know, you know, my mum didn't raise a fool, you know. <laughs> yeah, and even if I had, if, if even if I didn't get a job out of it, mm. I knew how this how a software company works, yeah, and yeah. um, a lot of the seniors in my team noticed it, and they were really amazed. Like they were like, "Interns don't do this," and I go, "But I'm not just an intern, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's a raw laugh, you know." <laughs> 
And um, I did whack stuff like I would bring my flag, my Samoan flag, and yeah. put it on my table. Like I had so much pride for who I was in this company because I knew that no one knew who we were. Mm-hmm. So it got so it got so intense for me at Venn that um, um, I I went up and I did a full company speech about why Waitangi Day is not just a public holiday. Wow. And the reason, yeah, and the reason why I did that was because the whole week leading to Waitangi Day, all you see is day off, day off, woohoo! And for me, it's like, man, do these guys really know why we're having the day off? Yeah, so yeah. I put my hand up. And I said, I want to do a speech to the whole company. So the whole company came in. I said, I was like, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, welcome to Etty Talks. Little did you know that you're not just having a day off for no reason. Sit back and relax as I tell you why we're all having a day off. <laughs> Oh, you, you did a, a whole presentation on, on what to do Yeah, but I was very careful because you don't want to get into politics. But the main thing yeah. I was trying to highlight is that we had forefathers that fought for our different kind of nationalities to be on this land. You know, yeah. we're very grateful for our Māori brothers and sisters for this opportunity, like for us to come together, even though, you know, we have tensions, but it was bloodshed for a future now. Yeah. And you should have seen it on all because it's going to be busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what was but the majority, I, like, I guess, because you were saying a lot of your seniors are foreigners and that? Yeah, so Dev, the Dev team alone, uh, probably 50% Balangi, and in that Balangi, French, um, European, yeah. you know, from England. Ah, okay, the, yeah. rest, the rest are singing and Inkeos. And oh, then the whole, wow. company, yeah, yeah. whole company was full of Balangis and singers. Yeah. Oh, wow, and, okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, no, I was a very ruthless intern. Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah, but I needed to, I just, I wanted to make sure that when I go into Venn, they'll never forget me when I leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how was that received, like? Oh, when I left, or? No, no, the, 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 the presentation, like, just. Very well, because, yeah? um. Because there was some, there was one Maori developer that was in there, and he got up and did a waiata, and I said to him, I was like, "Oh, bro, I hope you enjoyed that." And he goes, "Nah," <laughs> and he goes, "Nah," just because he he was a very quiet guy, yeah, but yeah. he noticed the tension because he's been there for two years at that time, and he noticed that there wasn't enough education on that. Like you know, mm-hmm. you know how companies just name stuff under Maori words yeah, in yeah. IT company. Yeah, but that, I'm like, what's the point when you don't understand the actual meat? Like you know, I was gonna say because you. I wasn't sure if you were just using a technical term when you said you worked on one of the projects for Vend and it was called... Fifinga. Fifinga? Yeah. 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 So, so where did that... A, that's just a name that they called one of the project names. It's a Maori word that yeah. relates to emails. Yeah. So that's why <laughs> small things like that, like it's cool to call it that, but when you play run around and go, oh, day off, day off, I'm like, yeah. hey, sorry. Oh, good. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of... Um, I'm a very, I'm very aggressive in the tech industry, you know, yeah. no mercy, <laughs> but it's good because I want, um, the way I got treated should not be the same. Like this should not happen again in my watch. I don't want mm. it to happen again for our people because, yeah. you know, I'm thankful, you know, God had my back and I stood up for it, but I know if it was someone else that was, you know, coming in fresh, they'll just leave. They'll mm, just yeah. Skip it. Yeah. yeah. So I just made sure, um, that I did my best to educate them in the way that they should be, you know? And it's not usually, it's sometimes people always try to blame the company. Yeah, it, you can go that direction, but it's not always that. It's always an individual's like 
own, you know, drive on what they think, you know, this is and that is. So very honoured for that. It was a very stressful time in my journey, but yeah. at least I came out of it stronger. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's amazing, especially just challenge and do it. So. And I guess that you are a very different person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> so with, I guess, with COVID and, and the way we learn stuff, mm. I think it's an awesome opportunity for our people to, to get into tech, especially around the coding. But yep. it always comes back to that question of where do I start? Yeah, definitely. Um, our people are very good at learning when we're in crisis. Mm. i tell you that. Um, in COVID, I have never seen so many Facebook lives on churches in my life since then. And I think the where to start, start on something like that, you know. If you're not new to tech, try touch tech, you know. Mm. So, like, if it means helping your church do live stream on OBS, connecting it to Facebook, learn that, you know, do something, touch it, to, like, tutti on it or something. Like, I think before you go into the depth of it, try and touch or work on some technology that you like, you know, if it's not Facebook live or something, probably Canva, you know, Mm -hmm. something that generates something that you want. And then from that, you can start looking deeper into more technical stuff. But um, a good start is is things that we do in our everyday life, like figure out why, how does a pack and save checkout work? You know, like Mm -hmm. the ones where you do it yourself, like how does that work? How do like lights on the road work? You know, that's all programmed. Everything's programmed, especially quizzes. You know, those quizzes on like stuff and stuff, those are all generated algorithms that have come together with answers based on what you click. So it's small. Like we, we try and jump to the the biggest like tech thing, (laughs) but really if you start with the smallest things about how things work, you'll start to uncover really what tech is and what how tech can work for people mm. but also <laughs> how tech can also be dangerous at the same like so people always think about the good but mm. we also need to keep in mind about dangers and tech too like it's a it's a good it's a good thing and a bad thing but i yep. think if we understand our morals and ethics in technology then you know <laughs> like hit on the nail on that <laughs> one so, yeah. give it a try it won't mm. hurt you <laughs> <laughs> With with coding, it's just something you reminded me just then when you were speaking. I guess it's that convenience versus versus security. And and I spoke to, Mm. I don't know if me and and Ron recorded it, but we we started talking about it. Like when you code, like people always have issues around, oh, it's just too hard to use. Or, Mm. and so how do you get that balance to make sure, you know, people are secure when they're using stuff without making it too hard for them to use? Yeah, so a lot of the things is, um, especially for coding when we teach kids, because, you know, if you give kids like a full full line of scripts, obviously yeah. they're just going to be like, next. Yeah. So we try, we try and make it interactive. And how we make it interactive is that we can either, you know, like for kids, um, it's more like scratch and stuff, like mm-hmm. like drop and drag and then see the actual thing run on the side for adults and teenagers it's like things like hour of code where you can code things in minecraft and like it's like more like trying to engage with them because you know coding can get can turn people off very fast Mm. so if we do something that like even if there's like a gui next to it that helps them see the difference that they make then it's cool um we can use robots to make it so people don't get put off but i don't know were you talking about like security like is the thing that they're doing safe or do you mean like how do you make them interactive? 
Sorry, no. I just... No, no, no. I think that was cool what you started going down because I think my one's more more real life in, in terms of, I guess you always hear, hear of hackers and I guess that was wrong. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, I love getting into it because of hacking. Oh, yeah, no, nah, that's wrong, man. <laughs> oh, that guy's a machine, eh? Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, what's it called? I'm not very, I'm not a, yeah, hackers are, Sorry, I'm still confused by your question. Okay. <laughs> were, you, were you meaning like the security of like the te- the the codes or? Yeah, yeah, and I guess you know how you store code and when people talk about hackers getting information and stuff like that. Mm. You know, where does I guess where does your kind of coding come into that, or it doesn't really like security is managed somewhere else. Yeah, so usually for developers, we would just code, but mm. we have also um, cybersecurity developers. So they're the ones that protect us when we're in the inside. So we, um, a lot of developers don't really go into cybersecurity. Well, you can with the mm. history of development. It's the same with what Ron's doing. If I want to go into DevOps or what he does, I can go through through the the journey of being a developer. But for developer on its own, we don't really do a lot of security checks. If we do want to talk about more security, unit testing. Um, We have to make sure everything doesn't break So we do automated testing or unit testing To help make sure that the code that we build Is safe and doesn't break But in regards to security And also keeping um, Keeping the platform safe From people's like Ron um, (laughs) Or like hackers We have a team of cyber securities That come in and take care of it (laughs) Thank you (laughs) So I guess uh, I'm not sure if there was anything else you wanted to touch on. It's been a amazing catch up. So, but but the the travel back up to Auckland. So, are you likely to be Wellington based now with everything that's changed? Yeah, probably after. Yeah, so I'll be Wellington based until level one is back in Auckland, and then I'll be back up here because I fled in the shore. Mm. So, uh, what's it called? Um, I'll be back up once everything's clear, but. Um, I can work remote. That's the beauty about yeah. being in tech. You can work remote. You know, you don't need to worry about the office. You yeah, know. things are not really di- disruptive. Only if you have bad internet, but you know, <laughs> you'll be good. <laughs> so, so, in terms of those communities that you work with, is it Auckland-based communities or Wellington-based? Both. Um, also yeah. Hamilton. Um, I do a lot of I do a lot of work within. Um, so when I was at uni, I did a lot of work with South Auckland schools. Yeah. Um, after that, I branched out to the whole of Auckland. So I did a lot of work in um, the whole of the Auckland region. I've been going down to Tokoroa and also uh-huh. Hamilton to do yeah. work over there. There's a massive, there's a massive um, population of um, Tongans, I think, in in Tokoroa wow. and um, and in Samoans there just because of the a lot of a lot of them are truckies and stuff. So okay, I've met yeah, a lot yeah. of their families there. I've done work in Palmston North, massive um, community group there, and Puriroa, and also done some in Christchurch as well. Man. Yeah, my That's heart a goes out work for a small team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely is, but um, it's rewarding at the same time. Yeah, I yeah. think out of out of all of them, my heart goes a lot to my Puriroa crew. Yeah, but. Because it's home, but I have a lot, especially for the South Side, South Island area. Mm. You know that that area is it's a different vibe down there, yeah. especially with our communities. Because there's not like if there are, there's not many of us down yeah, there. But yeah. you can sense the difference in there, and I'm very, I'm very supportive with the Christchurch community down there. You know, 
represent. Is <laughs> <laughs> it is it very small? Like how many families down there from that Christchurch? Um, what's it called? The ones that I've been working with, there were there are a few. Um, I've, um, the ones that I worked down there were like a group of thirty, thirty families that I was working with. Wow. Okay. But um, what's it called? It's a very I reckon. Yeah, it's a very like um Balangi dominated <laughs> yeah. kind of feel down there. And I, I totally understand. Like it's so true. It's a very different if you compare them to Auckland. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a more larger community of Māori Pacifica up here than it is down there. But the views are very different too and the stories are different, which are very interesting. But um I think the key thing is that, you know, if we come from the you know, we may be from different islands but we're from the same ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone who wants to help out, I guess, with your startup, how do they get a hold of you guys or reach out? And oh, bless. Well, um, what's it called? So, voluntarily is a platform that connects corporate volunteers to community mm-hmm. and to teachers. So, this came into um, action when the digital technology curriculum came out this year, and we noticed that a lot of teachers don't know either how to teach the new curriculum or either don't know enough. So how it works is it's say you go on voluntarily, you say, and uh, you're a teacher and you say, hi, I need help with JavaScript. Corporates actually pay their volunteers free volunteer hours. So they can go on voluntarily say, Hey, I can teach uh, JavaScript come in through police vetting and then come and teach the teacher, but also show the kids what it is. Cause you know, kids won't see it until they believe it. So um, it's not just for digital technology. It can be for any industry, but the key thing is to come in and join. Um, We're under, we're called voluntarily come through (sighs) and um, you know, it's for the community by the community. So if you ever want to, and also it's an open source. So if you want to mm. learn how to code, yeah, I'm actually yeah. the person that teaches you how to code and get industry work. So if you want to become a coder and get industry experience, um, you can sign up as an open in the open source project. Mm. I will onboard you on everything and I'll give you your first ticket and you can work on the platform as well. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. So yeah, definitely, I can teach you how to do industry code as well. So it's fantastic. So that's <laughs> voluntarily.co.nz? Perfect. That's the one. Awesome. Ah, oh, there's a nice plug there. And what about social? How can people get a hold of you directly? Oh my gosh, uh, it's Evroa Lafaile on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. And um, what's it called? If you want to have a coffee, let's have a coffee. Probably be on virtual, but it is an honor and a privilege to meet anyone that's interested. You don't have to be Moni Pacifica to help our people. If you have the heart, we'll be happy to have you on board. <laughs> yeah, the source said, hey, so thanks so much for coming on, Nete. It's been a pleasure having you. Oh, thank you, Tana. You know, God bless you for all your work. Honestly, this is amazing. I've already told everyone about this. I can't wait for many podcasts to come. Ah, oh, no, awesome having people like you. Thanks so much, sis. Oh, thank you, Tana. Bless. What are your plans for the rest of the night? Um, I got a Bible study at eight, and then oh, this girl, man, look at you, shucks. Carling, uh, thank you for making time on a Friday. Sorry with the Mickey Mouse running around with times. <laughs> nah, man. Family first. That's where it's yeah, at. Family yeah. first. That's cool. Oh, bless. Well, thank you so much for your time. This won't be the last time I see you, Tanda. Yeah, no. Nah, so, yeah. So, with, um, yeah. So, the platform. So, we've got. And so, we've always had this vision, like, you know, we can bring people on for different. And so, I mean, mm. it's, we've kind of spent, what, a couple of hours talking about you and, and IT, but. You know, we've got back of the 135, which is kind of an all-around to get you, get to know you more, you know, full-rounded. And so it's quite, quite cool that we just want to bring more of our people together. Mm.
Exactly. I love it. That's so yeah. cool. Oh, best boy. If you have any other events or anything, count me in. I'll be happy to come and support oh, I might be uh, one of your students and voluntarily. It sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Pull through. I'll be happy yeah. to teach you everything. See? You'll be yeah. all fully equipped.